All right, welcome back to the latest and the greatest of the Blue Brother Sportscast. Real talk, real fans. We bring you Michigan football each and every week. And even when it's the bye week, you will be able to find us, Caleb and Craig, bringing you Michigan football because that is just what we do. That's right, Craig, right? Yeah, we can't even record right. We're messing <laughs> up all day, man. Craig, <laughs> shut up. You weren't supposed to say that. Yeah, we're supposed to be on the money all the time, right? Oh, shoot. I'm talking out loud, right? Yeah. Damn. We don't make mistakes, man. Why are you talking about? No, we're, no. We're we're perfect. We have a perfect hating record. We're, Certainly, uh, we might need a bye week because we're kind of screwing up. I don't know. We're not, we're not supposed to say that. We're supposed to be flawless, but we kind of are. Well, I'm just laying it out there, man. People want to hear this. Hey, well, I'm just saying we might be off our game because we're not on a regular schedule because of the bye week. That's true. So just to fill people in, this is actually technically the second time we're recording tonight. Uh, we got started going. We had a good a good rhythm going and everything. Then all of a sudden I looked down and I realized that that little red record button wasn't pressed. Yeah. And because of that, I'll just go ahead and blame Craig. Yeah. I mean, that's kind of the way we're, it works anyway. So, yeah, I mean, we're kind of flubbing up. You know, we might say something wrong, might get something wrong. We might just just kind of just, we don't know what we're really going to do in this episode. <laughs> we're just kind of just winging it. We are just kind of winging it because this is just going to be a lot of general discussion about the first half of the season, us looking forward to the second half of the season. Uh, but before actually actually just kind of talking about football, I mean, it is, it is almost kind of like a little vacation in the middle of the season. I know for me, it's a little crazy still. I was kind of hoping for a little, uh, uh, I don't know if you would call it time off, but, uh, you know, I mean, having a little extra weekend here. My wife's birthday falls on this weekend. I thought that was going to be fortunate enough, but then it kind of just makes the weekend a little bit more busy. Um, and then also work just turned itself upside down on me. Uh, it was either the beginning of this week or maybe it was the end of last week. Either Either way, it's been... A lot of unexpected things, so this week easing by didn't really happen for myself. But I, I don't know, Craig, if you're having a uh, nice bye week or not. What's going on with you right now? Well, this week went by pretty good. I got surgery on Monday, so that's cool. I'm waiting for that. So thanks to all the fans wishing me good luck on that. So um got so shoulder surgery on Monday. But uh, you know what? Well, this week it was going good till Friday this morning. It sucked. You know why? Because I had frost on my car. Oh. I had to scrape my car, and I hate that. Yeah, that's not I got a fun. garage full of stuff, and I got to get that crap out of there and get my car in there because I hate scraping a car. And that's the it's like the worst. Oh man, you're right. I got to do that too. I haven't even. I mean, that was like in the back of my mind. I haven't gotten ready for that. I got to do that too. Remember back in the 90s, you had to, I mean, we had to use, like, a cassette tape. Cake. Oh, yeah. <laughs> One of the best things script. they were used for. Oh, yeah. I mean, those things are used for everything. I'd scrape my car with it, put my, everything. It was really cool. Many uses out of that thing. Well, uh, you have it better than I do. Who's got it better than us? You have it better than I do. Um <laughs> But I, sure. we have a single car garage. Well, it's kind of like a car, uh, one yeah. and a half car garage with how deep it is. But since I leave, we have a one lane driveway. And since I go to and from work and everything, I put my wife's car in the garage. Oh, so you like 
back cars out and move one in and no no my my wife gets i i that is kind of like my gift to her in the winter because <laughs> she's taking care of the kids and everything i make that little bit a, a little bit easier for her on you know if she ever needs to go out the cars in the garage and you know no snow no ice or anything like that so she gets that's kind of a yearly uh, gift to her for me yeah giving up the garage oh that's so sweet i mean it's her birthday yeah, well, yeah. Birthday and then take it back. <laughs> here, here you go, honey. It hasn't snowed yet. You can have it for a weekend. Then after that, I call dibs. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, I know. I mean, I don't. I mean, I I can park my car. It's just full of stuff because my wife's, she you know she's she works um, during the day here with her own business, but then she's you know got house stuff she works on and stuff, and then she just kind of throws stuff in the middle of the garage so i just not it you know there's enough room for our van and the regular the other part of the garage it's just full of stuff so i don't i just can't park so i gotta get stuff out of there and get it in there because i just hate scraping my car i hate it oh yeah gotta get ready for the winter man gotta get ready for it so but uh uh, I'm I'm not in that too much of a hurry, but what I am in a hurry for is Michigan football. And unfortunately, it's not yeah. happening this weekend, but we do have plenty to talk about. So we will go ahead and transition here, and we will uh, get talking about Michigan football here coming up. All right, yeah, so it is Michigan's bye week right here, actually smack dab in the middle of the season after uh, Michigan came off of its huge win against Rutgers, 78-0. to uh, We find ourselves without Michigan football. Yeah, stinks. It is rough. It's unbearable. But I do have to say one thing, and we'll probably talk about more um, after we I, – I want us to review the beginning half of the season and then talk about – looking forward to the second half. One thing I have to look forward to this weekend is that it has one of the biggest matchups in the conference for this weekend with Ohio yeah. State going to visit Wisconsin. So while I am not uh, really enthusiastic about watching those teams or anything, I mean, I, I watch conference play to see how they do and when they're going to play Michigan and everything, but it's, it's, it is a top 10 matchup in the Big Ten, so – there's some to watch, you know? Yeah, come on, Badgers, man. Get your game pants on, get your A game going, and let's get show the Buckeyes what you're made of. Just play like you played us, man. You'll, win, you'll beat them. You will. I'm always a little bit torn in these situations because there's the interest in seeing uh, OSU lose, but then at the same time there's that interest and excitement of being able to see an undefeated OSU face off against an undefeated Michigan at the end of the season. So really for me going into this, I am almost neutral just saying, you know, as long as Wisconsin plays a, a close game, you can't really lose because it shows that we played a good opponent and we did well, but then yeah, there's almost no win-lose. I, I don't know. I, I'm always back and forth with these situations. Craig, do you have a particular side you're on for this? or? Oh, you're one of them. 
Well, you, you were coming across that you just want to see Ohio State lose, and, and yeah. I feel that way too. But yeah, then I, I get what you're saying. I know there's people out there that likes to see everybody like undefeated and then Michigan go on there and whip some butt. Yeah, I get it. I know that. But I'm also just like, trust me, there's got to be more uh, Michigan fans out there just loving watching State fall. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, here's here's the tricky thing, and I think it really all revolves around the college football playoff, um, being able to be one of those four teams to get in because everybody talks about strength of schedule and everything like that. Honestly, though, if Michigan is able to get to the um, Michigan-OSU game undefeated, it if they go through the whole season undefeated, they're going to be getting in. And that's really kind of hope. So really, honestly, if Ohio uh, State loses all their games for the rest of the regular season and Michigan just rolls on undefeated, they're going to be in. So there's that part of it, too, where it's just kind of like, oh, well, OSU loses this weekend and Michigan still rolls and, you know, goes undefeated. It doesn't really make a difference. That's the only thing that really kind of gets me right now. Now, if this was any old regular you know, BCS or whatever, I'd be like, screw it. Let Ohio State lose, you know? Right. But. Yeah, it's a tough one. I mean, I get what you're saying, and I know, um, you know, we want to uh, watch, uh, see two undefeated teams play each other and the best one, one wins. That would be great. But, to, you know, I I don't know. I just, you know, I like to see people knock off their high horse sometimes, I guess. I mean, that's the same with uh, what they think about us. Anytime we lose, they love it, so. Just yeah. right, back, right back at them. I just would not want what happened last year to happen again this year, where mm-hmm. uh, OSU lost the week before they played us. Right. And that, and I don't care what anybody else thinks. This is my process behind it. A team that loses for the first time is going to come out angry afterwards. Yeah. Especially no, I get so what you're late. saying. Yeah, I get that. Where you, you know, you lost and then you come out angry so but but that could help us because you know what wisconsin lost to us and then maybe they'll come out angry yeah yeah if they lose now you know that's that's kind of a different thing or whatever but i i don't know who osu plays the week before us i don't know if it is msu again but if if they lose if they go undefeated and they lose the game right before us again i i just i mean i still feel feel good going into it but yeah. it's just one of those things where it's just like, ah, oh, come on, really? You know, that's going to be a factor now and all that nonsense and everything. But well, I mean, so. they don't, I mean, Ohio State doesn't have the best stretch either. They got to play was at Wisconsin, at Penn State, and then they got to play uh, obviously one of the uh, the best out of the West in Nebraska. So that'll be a pretty good game right there. So um, we'll see how that does. Yeah, and don't count out Michigan State in those games. Like they are, they are looking to really save their season. And so, if they could beat right. either Michigan or OSU or both, that would still be a highlight for them this season. So, yeah, they can't be counted out. Well, the thing is, is I'm just—it's uh, interesting how these teams aren't. So Ohio State's a strange, you know, it's a strange team because I, you know, we know what they are. They're almost kind of like a hybrid pro style, but they have a spread quarterback, you know, in, in a way. So it's kind of a hybrid of a spread and a pro style. But uh, the te- you know, a lot of teams just tee off 
on, you know, Barrett because he kind of runs the whole show. I mean, he's actually most of the, the running back and the quarterback. And, you know, OSU has average receivers. They're not great receivers. They don't have particularly, you know, a great running back right now that a lot of people have heard of. And Weber, I mean, I don't know if he's particularly that good. No one's even heard of him. But uh, but they have a great offensive line that's really big and strong. And I think if you could just get in there and stop him and, and ghost that guy can win these games. So. Yeah. Well, I really honestly think that when the game happens at the end of the season, that OSU is going to face off against a defense that they have not seen the likes of, even oh. though they are going to be going against. Oh yeah. Defense. We're going to take it to them. They're going to, they're not going to see this kind of defense in a long, long time with the multiple blitzes that Don Brown's going to bring. And then, back to coverage and back to zones. And we, I think he's going to throw everything to, at them, and he, they're not, it's just not going to know what's going to hit them. Yeah, for sure. So um, before we get too carried away with uh, some of that conversation going on with the second half of the season, let's go ahead and turn around and look at the first half of the season. I'll go ahead and do a little recap here running down the scores. But uh, Michigan – 6-0, and of course, uh, winning all their games and going through the uh, scores of those games. Uh, beating Hawaii at home, 63-3. to Beating UCF at home, 51-14. to Beating Colorado at home, 45-28. to Beating Penn State at home, 49-0. to Beating Wisconsin at home, 14-7. to Beating Rutgers for their first road game. 78 to zero and here we find ourselves at the bye so craig share some of your thoughts from the first half of the season uh maybe some good uh some bad some ugly and just kind of leading up to where michigan is now from playing these first six games well we know that this defense is just uh one of the best in the country we know that in fact you know you know, in the beginning, we thought, well, you know, we haven't been really challenged. We're not exactly sure how good Hawaii is or UCF. And they're not particularly good teams, so you're not really challenged in that way. But then you get Colorado, who has actually been a pretty much of a, a dark horse team this year, who's actually got a pretty good team and um, run the offensive really well. Uh, I think the coach there is doing true tremendous job and caught Michigan off guard there. And I think Michigan at that time kind of walked into this game a little bit lazy and didn't play up to their potential. A lot of missed tackles in that game. So I can't really blame Michigan for that as like a bad there. We had a bad defense. We just looked lazy at that time. So, and I think we just started to pick it up where our defense started rolling and started to show the show the world and um, that they're for real and, man, we really started to pick it up. And I think that showed definitely showed in the Wisconsin game that, hey, you know what? Even when our offensive struggles and is pretty much stinking in this game, our defense can win these games. And that was really tough because I'm always worried about a team that's great on defense and has no offense. And the defense can only hold so, for so long for like three and a half quarters to three. And we held all four quarters in that game. And so... Uh, we did great there, and then obviously when we played Rutgers, we just shut them down. They couldn't do anything after, our, what, three and out in the beginning, and then after that it was just a, a joke. 
<laughs> uh, game. But uh, it really progressed into how great our defense is, is and why we are number one in the country. And our offense is clicking, doing really well. Uh, I think we've got a great corral of running backs that we haven't seen, and I think we're going to see all four to five of them all year round, and that's throwing teams off because they, you know, you can go all the way from Evans to Devion Smith to Ty Isaac to Higdon to he's throwing everybody out in, out there, and so you have a hard a lot of uh, defensive teams have a hard time trying to figure out who is uh, at running back and how they run, and you know some of the blocking schemes that go with that running back. And then you got Spate, who actually is doing pretty well, and I think you said it pretty well during the season, is the guy doesn't turn the ball over very much, and that's the key to why we're winning. I believe if um, Spate threw more interceptions, let's say through two to three uh, during that Wisconsin game, I believe we would have lost that game. But he didn't. I think he only threw one bad one, and that was it. And he's doing a pretty good job. He's managing the game well. Um, he throws – you know, once in a while, a great pass, and then he throws a couple stinkers that I sit here and shake my head because I'll go, what are you even thinking, man? The guy's wide open. So, But uh, I think he's just uh, has a tough time placing that ball where it needs to be and the accuracy still needs to be worked on. But um, I think we're in good shape. Yeah, I think uh, you said it great right there where, especially in that Wisconsin game, with how Spate has been managing the game and just getting, I don't want to say getting enough done to win, but just doing what needs to be done. Uh, and that is not turning the ball over. I mean, if it hadn't been for that turnover in that game, there would have been a good chance that Michigan could have won that game 14 to zero anywhere to, you know, 21 to zero. I mean, it wasn't going to really be a high scoring game, but maybe they could have uh, thrown some more points up on the board, even outside of those missed field goals. But yeah, uh, the defense has been the key and will continue to be the key. Uh, I mean, it's been, uh, I feel like leading up to this year or even last year, you know, going through the whole and rich rod era you just wanted to see a good team on the field. Right. But now with how fast Harbaugh has put things together, it, defense is really the key. De and as people say, defense wins championships. And the Michigan defense has been legit. There have been those games, like you said, Craig, where there was poor tackling and it looks like maybe we weren't prepared or we were playing lazy football. And I'm glad to have seen that in the first half of the football season because – Sometimes you see that later in the season, and that's when it really will destroy you. And so to see the team go through that, I think, was good for them to almost have that trial by fire, to have that testing in them. Uh, this, honestly, this team reminds me of what you see, and I'm not saying that they're at the same level or should be put on the same uh, pedestal, if you would, of some of the Alabama football teams we've seen over the past few years where it is defense. Defense gets it done, and their offense is nothing flashy. They just do their work, and that's essentially what Spate is doing with managing the game. You're not going to see a lot of flashy stuff. Maybe you'll see some really um, 
big runs here or there. Maybe you'll see a big pass here or there. But you're not seeing uh, a Clemson offense. You're not seeing a Louisville offense uh, with Jackson running around. It's just there to get it done. And the defense is the stronghold for the Wolverines. No, that's a great comparison with the Alabama. I thought exactly the same thing you did. I said, man, this reminds me. Alabama is the same. It's similar. Great built-on defense, obviously built on a big offensive line to have a good and have a big, strong running back. Obviously, they run their um, one-back system. I mean, we don't. Obviously, we have the four to five running backs, but um, Alabama's known for a one-back running uh, offense. But um, and then obviously the quarterback runs through that, but, but you're right. I mean, think about all the Alabama uh, quarterbacks they've had. It's just, they're average at best. They're not, they're okay, but they're not great. I mean, they got a pretty decent one now, but uh, he's, you know, he's more of a spread running quarterback too. So um, gives teams fits, but, but you're right. I mean, that's exactly right. His defensive win championships and, um, uh, obviously, Alabama's known for that, and they've got a really good one too. So, but uh, yeah, that's a great comparison you made there. Yeah, uh, thanks. And I, I, so much happened in the first half of the season. I mean, just you even mentioning the arsenal that we have at the running backs. It's a really unique and interesting year. Um, so many things coming together. It's year two under Harbaugh, and so you have players who are used to playing under him now um, compared to last year where everybody was fresh. Uh, everybody didn't know what to expect. And he is able to, uh, I mean, he has instilled his system, his mentality, his thinking with these players, especially the upperclassmen, so that you, when this new class comes in, uh, like uh, Gary and uh, his uh, classmates, they see it in the players that they're fighting for their position and it's just they're all molding together and i think it's fantastic and then you put uh the new defense coordinator uh, don brown into the system and then oh man oh there was something else i was going to say that was going to be uh new this year but i'm not i'm missing it but the uh but then the arsenal of the running backs it's just I f- it feels like it's all coming together at the right time. I mean, some people were saying that Michigan's still another year away or something like that. I honestly, I, I came in feeling pretty good about this season because there are going to be some key players that we're going to be losing uh, and right. maybe even more than we expect for next season. So I had some good things uh, feelings with this season, but this has been above expectations. So, I mean, yes, kind of something to – maybe mingle on and think about is Michigan having the favorable schedule of having so many home games. I mean, five home games, one road game and that road game being at Rutgers. So I guess we'll go ahead and start moving the conversation towards the second half of the season here and saying, you know, I I wouldn't say it's, it's not a concern for me, but it's definitely going to be interesting to see how things goal for the team now that they're going to be in the stretch of home away home away home away um right especially with some of the places that they have to play well all three road games coming up are not easy places to play 
uh, especially with Michigan State. I mean, you're talking rivalry game. But then Iowa, even though Iowa hasn't been um, as good as people anticipated, it's still a difficult place to play in. And, of course, the game at the end of the season is never an easy road game. Yeah, you're right. You know, obviously we got Illinois coming up after the bye at home, so that would be a good game to at least get our feet uh, wet again, to get us back in the groove after the bye, um, get us uh, warmed up. And then obviously after the 29th, heading to Spartan Stadium and to play Michigan State. And I'll tell you, um, you know, is uh, this year is going to be interesting, and then you know we're going to really dive into the Michigan State game. But uh, uh, um, they're going to be ready. That's going to be their championship game this whole year. If if is there any any redeeming quality, any quality win out of this year, and that's going to be State beating us. So we got to be prepared for that. But uh, but you're right, right. It's home away, home away, home away. It's kind of like a It'll be interesting to see how we do. But, you know, what the thing is, is, you know, when we go to, when we play Iowa at home, that might be a good thing because Iowa's actually tied for third as far as uh, away games. Their their winning streak uh, away games is eight in a row. So that might help us out right there. So to beat uh, Iowa at home is probably a good (laughs) good thing. So um, I think uh, Clemson has eight games away that they've won and then of course at the top is i think um uh, ohio state's got like 19 <laughs> so nobody else is even close but uh yeah that's a good test it'll be a good uh back and forth from home and away to see how we do yeah and to give everybody a little bit more perspective here on the second half of the season i will go ahead and um share the scores of the team uh, where they are right now with the teams that we'll be facing off against in the second half Illinois uh, is having more of a rough year than I kind of anticipated it is Lovey Smith's first year though they are currently sitting at one and four and they did lose that uh, kind of ugly game against Purdue but then Michigan State is sitting at two and three and Maryland is impressively at four and one Iowa is still uh, four and two. They had their uh, two rough losses, and uh, Indiana doing more probably than people anticipated with the three and two record. And of course, OSU is sitting undefeated at five and zero and playing Wisconsin at Wisconsin this weekend. So the that's where the team sit at. And I do agree with you. It's nice to be able to come off the bye week and then play at home or play a home game. Mm-hmm. against Illinois, which obviously with their record, it's not going to be one of the toughest teams that we're facing against, but kind of get get back in the groove like you were saying um, compared to last year where we came back off the bye and it was off of that terrible Michigan State loss. We go to Minnesota and then Rudock gets uh, knocked out of the game yeah, and Spay actually had to come in and had to fight for us to be able to uh, win that game. So this should be a should be an easier transition off of the bye week. Yeah, it should, and you know, obviously, getting Spate, uh <clears throat> like you said, you know, maybe getting some more timing down with his receivers during the Illinois game might be a good thing to do. And I know, but uh, it seems uh, to me that. 
It looks to me like the running backs are getting more and more comfortable with the scheme that Jim Harbaugh's got going in this offensive line. Um, obviously, you see you're starting to see a little bit more Ty Isaac in that running outside, and you know, and and Devion Smith sharing more time with those others than then I don't know if he anticipated, but maybe, you know, Jim Harbaugh has got a trick up his sleeve and maybe he's just saving Devion for the big games. You know, maybe he's saying, look, I want you to run at Michigan State when we're there and I want you to run at Iowa and I want you to run at Ohio State and that's about it. <laughs> so, and, and, and now I could see why Jim Harbaugh wants to do that. Maybe he's preserving him because obviously Devion has some issues with uh, injury sometimes, and he wasn't able to last uh, the whole year last year. And, um, and Ty Isaac seems to be filling in pretty well to the outside running. And then you got Higdon, and boy, Evans is looking great. He's going to be a fantastic running back for us. So he's got a good corral of running backs there that take a lot of uh, heat off spate and Spake can actually uh, open that field up and throw down field to Ches Chesson and Darbo and see how that goes. I just want to see, you know, maybe getting uh, uh, Jake Butt more involved. You know, he's been kind of silent lately, and it'd be good to get see him get a couple more throws. Yeah, it was um, – you saw a lot more interaction with the receiving core at the beginning of the season. Yeah. Um, and – well, particularly in the past two games, I and mean, we were talking about Rutgers and Wisconsin. Rutgers, you didn't see a lot with it because weather and then our starters were not in very long, and so we ran the ball a lot. Uh, but then Wisconsin was just a great defense, and so getting being able to hit them on the uh, passing game was a little difficult. I know that Chesson had his uh, big reception there, but... Or wait, I'm, I might be confusing the games, but we there the receivers were limited in the, those two games, so we might be able to see it more moving forward. I would like to see that as well. Uh, I do feel good about the better about the running game. They're definitely improving. Uh, it is a little difficult to say with playing against Rutgers the last time, just because it was almost like anybody could run on them. Uh, all the players were doing well, but I'll really be interested to see how they do against the Michigan State defense and the Iowa defense, as those will be tougher matchups. But uh, just looking at the running back core, I mean, it'll be a good two more years. I, I mean, at least from what we're seeing right now, that we're going to have two, at least two very capable running backs on our roster. Yeah. And probably with the classes that will be coming in. I would anticipate that we'll probably have at least three running backs each year rotating in on a regular basis. Yeah, you're right. I think Devion's gone. Uh, I think, you know, obviously he's a senior, but I think um, Ty Isaac's back. He, um, I think he's a junior. So um, red, uh, I think that he is a transfer. That's why. And so I think he's got another year, which is great. So you'll have uh, Ty Isaac, Higdon, Evans, Obviously, him being a true freshman, and then, uh, and then, you know, Kareem Walker and those guys be running, uh, getting some playing time too. But yeah, you're right. I mean, we're just building and building, and 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 the thing about this, folks, is he, we're talking Harbaugh doesn't even have his guys in yet. I mean, we're t he's still using Hulk players, so you know, obviously he's. 
got a few in there that uh, that are his, but he still even doesn't even have his guys yet, and that's what's amazing because it almost feels like that Lewis and Peppers and those you know, Jake Butt and Darbo and Chesson are all Harbaugh picked guys, but they aren't. They're actually Hoke guys, and that tells you right there is how good Hoke was recruiting, folks. You can have it. We're we're really going to have to give Hoke some a little bit more credit than he deserves. The guy can recruit. He recruited really well. He got some great players. The problem is he's never developed them and they never believed in the system. They never believed in him. So, but they do believe in Harbaugh and that just tells you what Harbaugh can do when you get the right coach, the right system, the right um, motivation and the right development and what kind of team you can get. Yeah, absolutely. That is one thing that you can, uh, chalk up on the positive side for Brady Hoke. So with this second half season coming up, I know that a lot of things have transpired in the first half of the season. Are you still that scared about this Iowa game? Are you still like... I know scared the, about which game? Yeah, the Iowa game. I know in the beginning, you were, you know, before the season started, you said the Iowa, and the Iowa game is a little bit going to be you know, tricky for us. Do you still see that as being a game where we could possibly lose or you feeling a little bit better about that now? Well, I don't feel that was the game that I was highlighting as a possible loss. Um, uh, before the season started, I don't see it as a possible loss really now. I think our defense is just so strong as long as things keep rolling as they are, that we will basically suffocate them. I mean, we've seen them struggle. They had a 14-7 to contest against Rutgers. <laughs> right. So, I mean, I, I really think that we'll be able to handle them well. The games, uh, and this was actually what I was going to be getting to uh, with you, and I, I guess I'll kind of get the conversation started. Obviously, the OSU game, everybody knows that that is going to be a tough contest no matter what happens between here and there. Records out the window for that game. Kind of the same with the MSU game. I mean, it's a rivalry game. You know that they want to win that game really badly, but I feel pretty comfortable with that one. Yeah. Um, The thing, the two games that are kind of uh, um, rising to the surface more than I thought they would, a little bit with the Maryland uh, game, just because, I mean, they're sitting at 4-1 and right now. I didn't anticipate them to be doing that well. I think that we'll do okay with that game. I mean, I don't I don't want to breeze over it, but the one that really stands out to me is actually the Indiana game um, because they are proving to be more of a competitor than, um, than before. I mean, they actually took down MSU this year. Mm-hmm. They competed against uh, OSU on the road again this year. They didn't have as close a contest, but, um, man, what was it? It was like a... Uh, I think it was like a 40 to 20 game or something like that. I'll try to look up here if I can. But just that Indiana game and the fact that it's right before we go to OSU. It's just, it, yeah, here we go. It was a 38-17, um, and Indiana did that on the road. So that's yeah. just. It's, yeah, not a bad score against Ohio State. Right. Yeah, so that's that's the one that really kind of surprises me that I'm looking at and just being like, okay, we we need to really not sleep on Indiana when we 
face up against them the week before the OSU game. So, uh, Craig, some of your thoughts with the games that will be coming up here in the second half. I know that you shared some of my thoughts. I mean, I, I went as far as predicting that Iowa was going to repeat as being the uh, yeah. West Division champions, which looks to be completely off. Mm-hmm. Uh, but you were also a little bit concerned about the Iowa game coming in. But here halfway through the season, what are you looking at? Yeah, I'm not too worried about Iowa because the very fact is, you know, they, like you said, they, you know, have a, a veteran quarterback, but, you know, they're basically built on running and we're one of the best in the country for running. So I'm not too worried about that. But, yeah, you know, obviously any game, you know, Iowa's tough to beat at home, but, you know, they obviously this year they've proven that they can be beat at home. They just have they've beaten people on the road, which is a little strange, but it's true. But uh, um, so I'm not too worried about that game. Like you said, I am a little bit concerned about the Indiana game. Like you said, they've done really well to beat uh, Michigan State at their own their own home field at Indiana. But um, that was a great win for them. And obviously scoring 17 points against Ohio State is great. You know, anybody that can do that against that team is really good. And so they kept it a pretty good game the first half. So, um, yeah, that one's – and like you said, Durkin, man, doing a great things at Maryland is uh, interesting. But both those games are at Michigan, and I'm not too concerned about that. And, you know, when Michigan gets it rolling in that crowd, and it's going to be insane. And I, I'm not too worried about that. Obviously, a little bit worried – I'm still going to, I'm always going to worry about Michigan state just because the very fact is they just aren't very good team this year and they're just not doing very well. They not playing well. They got quarterback issues. And the very fact is they want to beat Michigan so badly. Um, that's the only concerning thing to me is, is, you know, coach D'Antonio will come up with something, you know, to figure out a way to find a disrespect train to get going and motivate this team to beat us. And, 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 and he often has uh, his players doing that and believing it. So, you know, I'm still concerned about Michigan state, but as far as the rest did be Michigan state and Ohio state down to that. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well that uh, MSU game will definitely be interesting because uh, like you said, I mean, they're they're always out after us. But I've seen things, too, where it's it's interesting to see. Uh, there were some things I uh, – some – I believe it was MSU players or maybe it was MSU coaches talking about how, you know, usually you get the uh, classes to come in and they buy into the system and they know that they have to, like, earn their place and things like that. And they were saying that they were kind of struggling with that and – it was coming off to me almost like they were talking about an, an entitlement issue uh, yeah. with the players coming in. And I, I find it interesting because I think Michigan kind of went through that for a little while, especially with the uh, when they had the Hoke players coming in where it was just more like, this is Michigan, we're going to win. You, you don't have to worry about working as hard as you used to. Anyways, um, but, yeah, they, it, it's interesting because Michigan and MSU don't seem to be – good at the same time i mean they do like both teams last year both teams were good but it's just kind of um there's something out there about like the balancing of power where one's really good for a while and the other one takes over and maybe there'll be a little overlapping and everything but yeah this is i did not anticipate this uh coming on this year with this i'm not going to call it a downfall i think they're having a down year 
Um, and I'm not going to say that it's going to be like this. I'm not predicting it for a long, long time. It could happen. Maybe we'll get more in depth with that when we get to the Michigan State week. But, yeah, it's you can't throw out rivalry games. No. So we'll, no. we'll watch that. But I, I definitely am feeling more comfortable with it now than I did at the beginning of the season. So. Yeah, and they got they got all kinds of quarterback issues going on at Michigan State. They don't even know who they're playing from uh, O'Connell to what is it? I don't even know what the other players' names were, but uh, they just have issues um, with their with you know they got a great running back though. He's a good running back. So um, and they do have a Cor- Corley, um, great receiver, but. Uh, <laughs> Fortunately, he's running routes that are uh, on on the sideline, out of bounds, so <laughs> which you can't do. So he's having issues there, but he's going to be a good run, uh, receiver. But yeah, you know, yeah, and they just—I mean, anytime your team is booing you, like they did at Michigan State, that, I mean, what does that tell you? When the, your own student class is booing you, that just tells you what? That tells you that you're acting just like you said Michigan fans would be. You're self-entitled, aren't you, when you're booing them? That just says that you expected Michigan State to get to the playoffs. Baloney. <laughs> Talk about, you know, thinking that you deserve this. I mean, come on. It's And you thought we were selfish and arrogant and conceited. Yeah, well, all I have to say is you might start seeing less people wearing Michigan State football gear and maybe (laughs) items going on sale at the store. So So you fair weather fans, right? (laughs) You're like, yeah, somehow when you're winning, all the gear and the the stuff comes out. And then when you lose, then can you still wear the gear? That's the thing, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. So for sure. But, um, but yeah, any um, before we kind of get into, we'll actually talk a little bit about this weekend games. Uh, even though Michigan isn't playing, we'll still do uh, pick some games and all that. Um, before we get into that, though, is there anything really more to add uh, specifically with the second half of the season? Uh, maybe what are you looking for Michigan to do? Not in uh, specific games, but maybe as a team, what are what are you going to anticipate seeing maybe defensively, offensively, you know, uh, just something that you're looking for in the second half of the season? Yeah, I think um, I think we're going to see, obviously, the defense do really well and, and put the foot on the neck of some of these teams. And I think they're definitely going to do it against uh, Sparty um, in that game. But uh, I, I, I kind of think I'm going to see – I think things are going to change maybe a little bit. I think it, maybe Harbaugh wants to show maybe a little bit that more of the offense. And I'm talking particularly about the running game just based off off the Rutgers game and how great Ty Isaac's been running. I mean, I've been pretty uh, ecstatic to see him running so well and then throw in Evans and Higdon. Just those three in themselves was pretty crazy to see. So, um, And then, you know, I think you're going to see – the offense pick up, you know, I think you're going to see Spate maybe throw a little bit more and get the offense going and, and see what he can do. But, uh, I think they're just going to keep rolling with this, uh, whole mindset of look, Spate, don't lose it for us. Don't make any mistakes, you know, get the passes to where they need to be, you know, get them, you know, dink and dunk and get them to butt and Darbo and Chesson when he's open. And 
And then obviously you get to your, you know, our running a plethora of running backs to help you out. And, and, and they will, because I think Jim Harbaugh believes in this uh, offensive line that they can just push people over and you're starting to see it. Now you were starting to see it from the first half. You're going to start really seeing it as he went like the beginning of the Wisconsin and the Rutgers game though. That's when you start to see the offensive line pushing and that's good to see. So I think I'm going to start, we're going to start seeing more of that. Yeah, I'm definitely on the uh, same side as you are with that. I think the defense is going to keep rolling, and I think that you're just going to see more um, distribution on the offense. Uh, Definitely going to want to keep the running game going to make sure that we can keep that strong and use that to our uh, advantage uh, when we can. But keep the uh, receiving core and spay warm. Uh, Keep them throwing the ball and keep things working out there. I I agree with that. I think that they're going to focus on trying to keep things more balanced. I know that the Rutgers game was very um, heavily favored, the running game, because of obvious reasons and things like that. But I think uh, they're going to try to make it so that the running game and the passing game are both highlights for the offense so that whenever one is struggling, maybe the other one can uh, – hold things up on offense or at least that we're not dependent so much on one aspect of the game as far as on offense, but something else that I kind of anticipate to see in the second half and some people have been talking about it. I don't think it's going to start with the Illinois game, but when you're looking at the Michigan state game and the Iowa game, maybe not as much with Maryland in the end game, but I really think with those road games, you can look for, more of Jabril Peppers on the offense. Yeah. I think oh, I we talked about a little bit with our breakdown after the Rutgers game, but I really think that they're going to be working him more in on the offense. Not a lot, not to wear him out, but just to get it comfortable with the team and him comfortable there, especially in that wildcat to get ready for the OSU game. Because I, I honestly think it is going to revolve around Jabril and that would be such an amazing finish for us to get to that game and Jabril to be the highlight of that game. Yeah. If we're able to do what we hope to do in Columbus when it rolls around that game in November. Yeah. Expect heavy dose of uh, Jabril Peppers in, uh, against the uh, Michigan state game. And see, well, let's put it this way. Let's see how that game is going in the first half or the first quarter, see how it's going. And I, I expect, Jim Harbaugh to go, no, you're not going to win this game on a fluke, (laughs) on a a botched punt or or something like that. That's not going to happen. I think you'll see Peppers in there. I think you're going to see a heavy dose of him taking it to him and literally putting our foot on the neck and winning this game big. And then maybe a little bit, obviously, in the Iowa game. But, yeah, you're right. I think they're going to showcase him big time against Ohio State. I think that's where he's going to shine. I think that's where he's going to be used a lot more. Uh, and I think he's going to do big things on defense against uh, JT Barrett. I think he's going to be ghosting that guy all the time. So there's no way he's going to – Peppers is going to let uh, JT Barrett run around on them. There's no way. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So a lot of things to look forward there uh, with Jabril Peppers in the second half of the season. So we'll see how that pans out. So uh, as things are winding down here for the episode, we definitely do want to talk a little bit about the uh, Big Ten matchups here for this weekend. So I will um, 
go ahead and go through the list here. Um, Minnesota is playing at Maryland, and Maryland is a six-and-a-half-point favorite. And Iowa is at Purdue and is a 11-point favorite. Illinois on the road at Rutgers is a four-and-a-half-point favorite. Yeah, boy, what an ugly game that's going to be. Yeah, I, I feel it. And uh, number 10, Nebraska, is on the road at Indiana, only a three-point favorite. That's a good game. That'll really show how good Indiana is because I know Nebraska is having a great year, so we'll see. Yeah, well. and they they have the chance to stay undefeated, so we will see yes. how that works out. Northwestern goes on the road to Michigan State, and Michigan wow. State is only six-and-a-half-point favorite. That'll be an interesting game, too. Yeah, and then the uh, marquee game of the weekend for basically all of college football uh, game day is going to be there. Uh, number two, OSU, is at number eight, Wisconsin. And so the Buckeyes are a 10.5-point favorite, even being on the road. Yeah. So out of those games, do you, uh, I'll go ahead and actually make a choice uh, for my lock. I'll, I'll go ahead and go first. I'm actually – I've been sticking with it, and I know I got wrong last week, but I'm going to go with it this week again. I'm taking Maryland as the six and a half point favorite over Minnesota. Um, and actually part of the thing that that's revolving around is uh, the uh, quarterback for Minnesota is not expected to play. What is it? Leinart or. Um, yeah. Yeah. He is not expected to play. So I really think that that is going to weigh heavy in this game and that Maryland is going to be winning it by more than a touchdown. Mm. So, yeah. Well, you stole my lock. <laughs> That's what you get. <laughs> I know. Uh, my other lock would be Iowa winning. So, Okay. Yeah, Purdue has been yeah. pretty hideous. They did get that win over Illinois. It's just tough to say because this week, I mean, I don't even want to touch the OSU-Wisconsin game because I really don't feel like anyone knows what's going to happen with that. MSU has been so up and down. I don't feel comfortable going close to that. OSU, I mean, MSU could lose that game against Northwestern. They had a good – didn't Northwestern Western just win? So they had a good win um, just recently. Uh, yeah, they've, yeah, they've had some good Iowa. So, yeah, they, beat, they did beat Iowa. So that was a great yeah. – so they're so, coming off a good win. And, yeah, who knows? But then the Nebraska-Indiana game, Indiana is better than people anticipated, so it's really kind yep. of like, okay, how good are they? Um, you talked about Iowa-Purdue. I talked to Minnesota-Maryland. But then the one that's just plain ugly, like you stated, Craig, was the Illinois-Rutgers game. It's just like yes. who's going to perform worse, basically? <laughs> <laughs> but, bad against bad, I guess, boy. Yeah, exactly. So, well, th that's our lock here then for the week. And uh, as time is winding down, we will go ahead and actually trans transition here into our closing thoughts. So don't go anywhere. <laughs> All right. Okay. Actually realizing with that, I'm getting used to this new soundboard thing. I, I have the soundboard here, but then I also have a sound pad here working on a tablet that I have. And I realized that I hit the wrong, I hit the wrong music button, man. Dang. Oh. I'm, I'm rusty tonight. This, this is what we get for taking a, Put taking the other a one off. Then. The other one. Oh, yeah. well, it's, it's not that much different. I mean, it's yeah, just, well, it's minimal. I mean, you can hear it here. 
So I'll, I'll have it playing there in the background just for yeah. a minute. But uh, yeah, so we're running up here to the end of the episode. So we want to make sure to include everything. But one thing that we actually, I almost forgot to include. So let me get here. Uh, we did not announce a winner last time for the caption of the week. It was the uh, picture from the Wisconsin game where the uh, Michigan uh, players on the field all lined up in a long line. And so sorry for the delay, but we do have the winner from that one. And so it's a Twitter response from SimDog at the real SimDog. And his caption is uh, parentheses in the huddle. I think coach still trying hip hop. Okay, 95 South, ride that train on three, clap, break. <laughs> and as ever, uh, and people were calling that formation a bunch of different things. I mean, people were saying human centipede. People were saying uh, telephone line and things like that. But, yeah, there there was a there were a lot of people talking about the uh, uh, riding the train. Yeah, and so, good job. Congratulations, buddy. Yeah, I thought we both thought that that was a pretty good one. Uh, so he will be entered into the drawing at the end. Actually, I have something that I found out that is going to be in the drawing uh, in the prize package. Oh yeah. Um, yes, I have. Um, I have two posters, and so one of them is going to be going in. Actually, Craig, I think you have have one of these because I think I gave it to you when we used to work together. Yeah. Uh, I have a poster of Tom Brady. Um, when he played at Michigan, you, you have one, don't you? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. That's what I thought. A poster of Tom Brady is going to be in the, uh, um, prize package, uh, for the drawing at the end. It was from when he played at Michigan. One of my friends was actually a photographer during the, uh, bow, bow days, at uh, Michigan, some of the bow days at Michigan. And I think still even a little bit afterwards, but yeah, so he had a poster made up of Brady when he was a Wolverine. So that will be one of the items that will be going in the prize package. Just give you guys more of a heads up on that. We will still be putting more together with that as time rolls on. So package is looking good, man. Yeah. People should be getting excited, get more interaction. And that being said too, don't forget to participate in this week. If you haven't won already, uh, the image is up already and it is, Oh, actually, I'm sorry. We could almost announce that one because, uh, it's technically closed because we say we close that Friday night. But if you, uh, man, and this won't be coming out until Monday. Wow, I'm totally beside myself. But, yeah, so we will have the winner then from the other week, which was the uh, image of Chris Ash. And so that that one we had good responses to as well. Yeah. So we will yeah. have another one. Yeah, winner. we got quite a bit on that one. That was cool. So Yeah. So uh, a lot going through, and I'm trying to wrap things up so that we keep it in our time frame. Um, we appreciate everybody tuning in. Uh, don't forget, check out the website, bluebrothersportscast.com. Craig and I are both on Twitter, uh, both pretty active on there. Also, check out at uh, UM Blue Network. Uh, that's associated also with our Facebook group, the Blue Network, Everything Michigan Football. Uh, there's the Eagle Eye Radio, where you can find our episodes streaming throughout the day. More stuff happening all the time. We are going to be at some of the games coming up. Yep. Um, so we will post uh keep you guys posted on that a uh, lot to be looking forward to so even though that this is a uh by weekend uh here that we are looking at it's friday night by the time that you guys listen to this this is going to be posted on uh, monday morning 
uh, so that you can enjoy some good football talk. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the games. So mm-hmm. hope you guys enjoy it. It'll be interesting to see what happens with the top 10 matchup. But uh, we appreciate you all tuning in, and we hope that you all had a great weekend. So with that, we will finish off with Go Blue. Go Blue. Go Blue.